Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now Canu. And space here. A Akotcha! Can he finish it? Akonja! It's 1-0 for Nigeria! One of the Super Eagles superstars gets the opening goal, known as JJ. Hello Ramblers, Andy here with another Ramble Meets. I'm very excited about this one, and dare I say it, you should be too, because my guest today threw that incredible goal against Karlsruhe, and yes, we do ask him about that, Fenerbahce, Paris Saint-Germain, Bolton and Hull, dance-offs with Big Sam. Yes, it's JJ Okocha, the one and only midfield royalty. Absolutely delightful company. He's got some great stories as well, and I'm really looking forward to bring it to you this is ramble meets jj okocha so jj obviously a lot of people in um england have a lot of love for you we'll come to the england bit in a bit but let's start uh, where your relationship with european football started um when you came over to germany as a teenager tell us about the the story behind that well um it was uh, more like a coincidence because I, um, I went on holiday. But um, a friend of my brother's, that, uh, a friend of my brother that I went to visit was playing for a third division club, Borussia Neunkirchen. 
So I went to training with him. And of course, uh, I had my football shoes with me because I carry them everywhere I go. <laughs> and I asked the manager if I could train with them. So he said, yeah, why not? And I think the rest is history because uh, he kept me for like two weeks. And then I uh, said that he would like to sign me. So you do realise that when most people say that it's their childhood dream to play football, really everyone's childhood dream is they go on holiday, get spotted, and then end up playing football in that country. It's an incredible story. How was it adapting? And did it feel like you were still on holiday when you started playing there? Well, no. I mean, um, when I realised that this is my new home now, you know, that was when... um, everything was done on me, you know, that this is, uh, uh, this could be a lifetime uh, opportunity or a change that is required, you know, if you want to play abroad. So um, I realized quite early that it comes with a lot of sacrifice, you know, that it's it's a new chapter in my life, which if I uh, take, you know, could be a life-changing opportunity so yeah it wasn't easy but I mean uh, I I was focusing more on the success than the the struggles that comes with it. So you're at Neunkirchen for a couple of years before you get picked up by Eintracht Frankfurt which is quite a leap to a club with a lot of history and a huge reputation. When do you realise what's the point where you realise that this is happening. I'm I'm going all the way to the Bundesliga. Well, I think um, I didn't start my first season. I didn't start with the team, you know, because I came late. Uh, I played mainly, I think, second half of the season, and after that, um, a second division came for me, uh, subbroken. You know, but I thought, according to the law of the uh, of the league, I think you have to turn 18 before July, uh, last day of July, but I turned 18 in August. So, so I wasn't old enough to sign a professional contract, you know. And uh, I, I had a trial with Bayern, their youth team, and they wanted to sign me, but because of this regulation, they couldn't give me a professional contract. They couldn't, they couldn't even give me a contract. So I was like, I can't come to you without a contract. I can't leave or come all the way from Nigeria, uh, stay in a club without a contract, you know. So what Frankfurt later on came and they understood perfectly how to beat that uh, uh, system, you know, if I, if I may put it that way. So they first gave me an amateur contract. And oh, okay. A professional contract. So the amateur contract allowed me to play with their second team. So that, that helped you get over not being able to sign for Bayern because at the team at the time that must have felt like a massive disappointment, surely. Yes, I, I didn't to be honest, I didn't realise how big Bayern was then. Yeah, I only right. Realized later, you know, because um, I just had in my head to 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 play for a bigger club, you know. 
so it was later that I realized yeah, that maybe I should have gone there with that contract. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, signing for Frankfurt wasn't a mistake. And you, you end up becoming a, a, a legend there. Tell us about how your relationship with the, the, the club and the, and the city developed. Well, I, I fell in love with the city because uh, it is a multicultural city. And from day one, uh, I got all the support that I, I needed, you know. Yeah, I was just waiting for my opportunity to be able to play for the first team. And when it came, I took it. You know, and I think people or the fans, they, even the manager, he was surprised with my development. You know, so it, it was like I got. It was like I got the lead uh, too early, you know. But um, yeah, I think once I got the opportunity, I never looked back. And I think the fans realized that I was playing from my heart. You know, I was giving everything. I, I think that was the main bond. You 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 talked about not realising what a big deal Bayern was um, when they, they initially offered you. I mean, did you realise about the players around you? Because th- there were some huge players at Eintracht Frankfurt at the time, led by Tony Yeboah, of, of, of course. Did you realise that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to be the best version of myself to to get into this team that's that's got a lot of quality in it? Well, yes, of course, uh, I was aware of the names that were there, not just Yibouard, Yibouard, Willistein, Rakbeba, all of them, you know, these um, were national team players. Uh, but um, I think my attitude towards football made me fearless. You know, I, I realized that, yeah, I have to respect them, but off the pitch, you know, on the pitch, I have to stand for myself, you know, I, I'm playing for my future. And on the pitch, I don't think that they need my respect. You know, they need, what they needed uh, was my shift, you know. So, yeah, that was that was how I got my bridge and could get along with them because they realized that I, I wasn't scared or whatever to, to go about my business. So how did your family back home perceive all this? Because now I think we take for granted a little bit JJ the fact that you know if you've got a, an internet connection you can see any game you want at any time in the 90s it wasn't like that so how did your family at home keep in touch with with what you were doing well at the beginning it was uh, through letters you know writing letters um, and right. then uh, it graduated to having a phone you know, but then in Nigeria as well, um, people were limited to mobile phones. So it, it was more like landline, land you know. <laughs> and and um, even my family, they didn't have landline. So they had to go to maybe the neighbors whenever right. I said that I will call. You know, I will call you never until the neighbor the time that I will call them. And they would go there and wait for Michael. That was all we had then, you know. It didn't bother anybody because we didn't know better. So, so what, what sort of reception did you get when you 
get back to Nigeria and you're part of the national team and you know all of a sudden you're 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 a big star in in European football and you're on the way how do people perceive you differently when you when you go back to Nigeria in that time that you were the Eintracht well I, I think uh, my whole life changed you know when I started playing for the first team and when I went back home for the first time I think that was when they realized that yeah, I'm no longer the same person you know I'm now um, a big star in, in the country I, I'm now known you know, I'm, I'm popular but I didn't know let all that get to me you know because uh, I was still looking for uh, more achievements you know, so that didn't bother me at all Talking of achievements, we've we've got to mention that famous goal against Karlsruhe that people talk about again and again and again, and it still gets shown now. It's past Oliver Kahn, who I think made reference to it on social media quite recently. Actually, tell us about that goal and a how it happened and b what it did for for, for your profile. Well, I think um, that was. Um... Maybe if I may put it this way, the game changer for me, you know. Yes, I had I'd already started playing for the first team. I was getting popular in Germany, but that goal, you know, blew my popularity across border, you know, because it was shown in different countries. And that was when uh, people, uh, well, I say, became aware of this young Nigerian player that is in Frankfurt. Uh, so, yeah, everything changed after that goal. You know, and um, I always say that I was lucky because it wasn't really planned. You know, I never, I never planned to hold on to the ball that long. You know, but it was like whenever I raised my head, I would see an opponent in front of me. But because of the kind of person I am, I, I was confident enough to kept it that long, you know, until I found the space that I was looking for. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a bit, a bit of risky as well. Because the, the manager told me, had it been I missed, maybe uh, that would have been me done with the club. Kommen Sie nah an den Monitor ran und genießen Sie. Folgt ein Top-Highlight. Okocha, hier ist der. Okocha, JJ Okocha, immer noch. JJ Okocha, noch ein Dreher, noch einer und drin! You know, you talked about the relationship you have with the fans. Do you think that spontaneity is what made them love you so much? Because the Bundesliga is a really special place to, to, to play football. It's something that people all over the world know now, but the atmosphere at the stadiums is, is really something, isn't it? It is. It's unbelievable. They love their football and they love good football, not just uh, football, you know. So I think in me they saw something different, you know, because uh, hmm. I brought something different, maybe something that they've never seen before, you know, a, a young uh, player expressing himself, you know, what for, in a positive way, you know, for the team. And I think um, that was uh, a special bond.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So after the team went down in 96, you end up going to to Fenerbahce. And if we're talking about fever for football, well, Turkey's on an entirely different level. And one of the biggest Istanbul clubs, whether it's Fenerbahce or Galatasaray especially, the pressure is something else. Did, did that change you, having to deal with the pressure there? Well, no, I think... Um... Uh, my time in Germany built me, you know, so I was ready mm. um, when I got to uh, Turkey. You know, I was already used to pressure. You know, I had already played in the World Cup. Uh, I I just won an Olympic gold medal with Nigeria, you know, so I was, mm. I was more prepared. You know, I was already established. I, I always say that I went to Germany as a boy and I left as a man. And my school, I say the school or football school that I went in Germany was what guided me, you know, not just uh, the rest of my career, but beyond football as well. And I mean, Fenerbahce is, is is something pretty special as well, isn't it? I, I mean, obviously it's on the Asian side of Istanbul, so you almost have the fe- feeling when you cross from 
the European side to the Asian side of Istanbul when you take that little boat over that takes what 10 minutes mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you're going into a different country I mean how does that govern the way that Fenerbahce supporters are and the atmosphere around the club because it's such a proud club isn't it yeah I mean uh, it is um, something special you know to experience that derby you know because um, like yeah. you rightly said in as much as it's 10 minutes away from there yeah, they are 10 minutes away from each other. It's like defending your country, you know. The bragging right is unreal, you know, and, and the support that they they give you when it comes to that derby match, you know, it's something that, uh, I mean, it's like a footballer's dream, you know, to experience that kind of atmosphere. So it, it was something special. And I think... If you if you're a professional football player, those are the games that you will pay to play, and you know. So yeah, it was really special to be part of that uh, derby matches. After that, how did the move to to Paris Saint Germain come about? It was uh, during the '98 World Cup in, in France. You know, I I got a call on the uh, uh, having. Been in in France, you know. We played, I think, a game uh, at Parc des Princes as well. You know, so hmm. I uh, that gave me an idea, you know, where I'm. I'll I'll be going to if the day works, you know. So, hmm. and of course, I had in mind also to um, play in a better league. You know, I didn't want to end my career in Turkey. You know, I I, I felt like. I still had a lot to offer, you know, and then Paris Saint-Germain provided me that opportunity, you know, which uh, I, I took, you know, but it was it was really difficult to live in about. And I suppose, like, when you came to Paris, they were coming off the the back of an amazing era in which they did incredible things, especially in those big games at the, the Parc de Prince. And, you know, you look at players like uh, Rai, Ginola, um, George Weah, players like that. And they weren't quite where they were now, obviously. Now, clearly a lot of money has gone into PSG since then. But going back then, did you see the potential, at least, for them to become one of the best clubs in Europe? Or did it still seem quite a long way off? Well, I mean... Uh, um thinking about the club's history then before I went, you know, it was one of the reasons why I signed for them because uh, I realized that mm. they are very uh, ambitious. You know? And uh, I went there with the same ambition, you know, to, to try and match what the previous uh, teams I've achieved, you know, but unfortunately for me, I went there. I always say I went there at the wrong time. There were too many changes, so um, mm. I I struggled to to play with the same team, you know, year in year out. And I think we all know how important it is uh, for a team to be consistent. Uh, that consistency, both uh, on the field and off the field, was not there that really the platform you know to really feel at home 
was was missing. Mm. Um, but I think um, we've seen how ambitious they are and where they are now and what they've gone to to achieve. I guess another player who you might say ended up in Paris at sort of the wrong time or before that time um, is, is Ronaldinho, who ended up becoming a huge star in Europe. And he says when he came to Europe for the first time from Brazil to, to France, that you were sort of a mentor for him. How was your relationship with him and how did you manage to help him, do you think? Well, I think um, I quickly realized that um, he's got something special, you know. And uh, uh, he was getting frustrated because he wasn't playing regularly uh, at the beginning, you know. So uh, having gone through that before, you know, myself, I, I knew how difficult it was for me when I uh, started my career in Germany. So I was talking to him, you know, trying to help him anywhere I, I can, you know, to to give him that confidence or the, that courage that it's just a matter of time, you know, for him to stamp his authority. And um, I'm glad that he <laughs> went on and became the best player in the world at, at some point, you know. So uh, that was just uh, our relationship. There's another opportunity for Ronaldinho. Quiere buscar el gol del empate. Juan disparo. Gol del conjunto local del Belle. Ococha con un gesto realmente extraño que estaba haciendo. So when it finishes in Paris, I guess you're weighing up your options. Tell us about when you heard about the offer from Bolton and what made up your mind to, to, to go there. I've always... Um wanted to play in the Premier League, you know, um, even though I had an, had an opportunity, if I can remember, maybe 1994, 95, from uh, Southampton, but I didn't really fancy fancy uh, Southampton then. Um, I, 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 I think I was having an amazing time in Frankfurt and leaving the club was not an option for me. But uh, later on, yeah, I had the desire, you know, to test the Premier League and see if I could find my fit there. And at that moment, Bolton came for me. And when I met Sam, he, he made it clear what he wanted from me, you know. And uh, uh, to be honest, I didn't even make my research. I didn't, I didn't bother. Uh, <laughs> checking out how how big or how small the club uh, were then, you know. So it was when I got to Bolton, when I had already signed and got to the training ground that I, I realized that it might not have been uh, the best decision ever, you know, having, having to leave Paris for Bolton. You know, it wasn't, wasn't really the best, uh, uh, when it comes to City, the best decision. But then I would say that uh, my family and I, we quickly settled at Bolton and had such an amazing time there. So Sam must have been super convincing then. I mean, I always wondered at the time, 
how did, as you say, Bolton is a club with history, but it's not the most glamorous club in the world, particularly if you put it next to Paris or Barcelona mm-hmm. or whatever. He must have been so convincing to get not just you to come, but Jorkaev, Ivan Campo, Fernando Hierro. What was it that Sam Allardyce had that made you feel that, yeah, I'm in with this guy? I think he was honest, you know, he his honesty, you know, he didn't really portray himself or the club as being uh, the best in England or one of the best, far from it. But, you know, when um, a, a manager is hungry for success, you know, he, uh, and you see that there's a possibility of you helping him out, you know, to, to get to where he wants to be, you know, because uh, he made it clear that the longer we stay in the Premier League, the better the club will get, you know, and he needs people like us to attract uh, other players, you know, to, to attract good players. And, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I bought into it, you know, and um, I'm glad that things worked out the way we planned, you know, planned it and, and it's a shame to see where they are. Well, the, people talk about, you were talking about ambition before. And I think sometimes with Sam Allardyce, people think, oh, he plays a certain type of football, a direct type of football. But firstly, he had players like you and Yuri Jorkaev. And secondly, he used a lot of science, like before a lot of other coaches did, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's not scared to experiment. I mean, uh, like you rightly said, nobody would have thought that I would fit into Sam Allardyce's uh, philosophy, football philosophy, you know. But then uh, we had that understanding, you know. We uh, I quickly realized that uh, he had never managed a big club. He had never uh, uh, played a, or compete, you know, on a very high level, you know. So, yes, some of his philosophy I adopted, you know, uh, and then uh, I managed to convince him that if we get the balance right, you know, that uh, in the final thought, you know, something different uh, uh, could work for us, you know. And he gave it a try and it really worked because, um, um, like I said, when I first got there, I was wow with even the tactical play and all that, you know, but, I had to ask questions, you know, but his philosophy was the quickest route to the to the goal, you know. And he said that he doesn't like players fanning about at the back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him heart attack, you know. So <laughs> I might give him heart attack. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what was what was your favorite moment at Bolton then, JJ? My favorite moment was, um, I would say, the, the my first season, you know, surviving. Because um, it was, a, it was a, a great experience for me, you know, realizing that uh, the future of the club relies on maybe 20-odd players, you know. And uh, it got to the point that I think players was 
we are the ones picking everybody up, you know, because uh, uh, you could sense the, the the fear, you know, uh, uh, the fear in the club um, representatives, the fans, you know, they were all scared. But at the end of the day, um, I realized that we should not be scared, you know, we the players should be the ones that to lift everybody up and and mm. uh, make them believe in us that we can do it, you know. Uh, and then that was what we did. Uh, so it was a special moment for me because uh, I remember going down with Frankfurt, which I didn't really understand the impact, you know, because I I moved on, you know. But then uh, at Bolton, I was a lot mature. And yeah, you have to realize also that it's not just you at that moment. You know, it might be easy for you to move on. Or what about the less fortunate players, you know, or the manager or the club, you know, what would be their future? So it makes you to give extra shift, you know, to, to try and save the club. But it feels like you you thrived off that that moment of high pressure, that that you almost made for it. Well, yes, I mean uh, football. It's a pressure game, and if you understand it, it's it's when you're needed the most that you should be counted on. You know, mm. it's easier when things are flowing. You know, to join in. No, but then when you have to take responsibility, I think that's when you have to show your, your quality and your mental uh, strength. Over to Bolton. But it will be Okocha. Oh, he scored! Thomas Sorensen completely rock-footed. And JJ Okocha's decision to stay on and play in this semi-final first leg has been very, very quickly justified. The wall was ineffective, but the free kick was absolutely lethal from the Nigerian superstar. What, what about now, um, as a spectator, um, when you see the Bundesliga and especially with the fans coming back into the stadiums, um, does it give you good memories of, of, of when you were a player there? And what, what do you make of the, the, the current Bundesliga? Oh, they've taken it to another level. I mean, uh, you can see how competitive the league is, even though Bayern still dominates in a way, but it's getting a lot a lot tougher for them, you know. Yeah, and every every game is, is special. Uh, uh, and most of the games, you can't really predict. That's the beauty of the league, you know, and, and the way... The fans support their teams. You know, the way the league is structured, the the, the opportunities that are uh, opportunities that are there for young players. You know, they keep producing uh, new talents every season. You know, uh, for me, it's second to none uh, in Europe. So yeah, as a fan now, I, I enjoy watching Bundesliga. So what what about Eintracht? Um, what do you make of them? I mean, they've they've had some good seasons recently. Unfortunately, when they do have good seasons, they always end up losing a couple of 
big forward players at, at the end. You had Andre Silva go at the end of last season. You go back to the last fantastic team under Adi Huter and they lost Rebic and Sebastian Haller and, and Jovic. But the fans there, I think we saw on that Europa League run, a spectacular, even by Bundesliga standards. So where do you see Eintracht being at the moment as a, as a fan? Well, it, it's um, uh, a big worry for me, to be honest, you know, to see that they let their best players go. You know, I mean, if you want to uh, stay on top there, you know, to, to, to if you want to compete, every season uh, in finishing top four, you, you have to keep your best players. You have to build around them, you know. And, and I think uh, you're weakening the team by selling your best players. Um, I, I, I think uh, I'm a bit worried, like I said before, to see how they will do this season because uh, uh, if you make your club a shopping mall, you know, then uh, you you never can tell uh, the, the next goods that that you will receive if it will be good enough, you know. So yeah, that's that's a bit of concern for me, you know. But to be honest, um, uh, they've done really well in recent years. Thanks so much to the great JJ Akocha for joining us. What an absolute pleasure and a privilege that was. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on Ramble Meets. Lots more interesting interviewees to come. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.